Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson, and I'd like you to join me as I minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Let's open with prayer. My Heavenly Father, my Heavenly Father, open our eyes that we can see. Open our ears that we can hear and understand. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto you. And my Heavenly Father, grant a spirit of grace on this message, a spirit of grace, and let us only see Jesus. I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Let's begin with a song that has some power to it. But before we do, I'd like to encourage you to go to my website, kdwol.com, and listen to the messages again and again. You will find that each time you listen, something more is ministered to you. The Spirit of God knows exactly what you need to hear, and He knows how to get it to you. These messages are through much prayer in the Holy Spirit and are ministered by the Spirit through my heart. That is kdwol.com. And now, let's get our hearts ready. Through the ministry of the song, The Blood Will Never Lose Its Power, sung here by Paul Peters. Thank you, Paul. It flows 
come to you as a mother, and my first job was a janitor, and then I became a business owner, a teacher, but I was most of all just a woman with a household, and there is where I learned how to walk in the power, in the kingdom of God. There is where I met Jesus. There's where I met the Father. I remember God put me in the sign business, and he put me there because I had to believe him for business, and I had to believe him in an area that I wasn't totally sure. I remember when he gave me the job, I didn't know what I needed to do, but I had to get a job because we weren't making enough money to handle the household. I knew I had to go to work, and I was standing in my bedroom praying. I remember praying, Lord, you're going to have to give me a job. I looked. I used to be a waitress when I was in college. I put myself through college as a waitress. And I called the different restaurants around. And you know what? Nobody was hiring. Now, that is not the restaurant business. Even if a restaurant is not hiring, they will interview just to see if this person is better than their lowest on the totem pole. But nobody wanted to talk to me. So I went back to prayer. I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And it was amazing. He said, I want you to make signs. And my answer back was, make signs? I'm clueless. I don't have any idea how to do that. But you know what? God makes a way where there is no way. I had no education in graphics arts. I had a a BS in elementary education. But you know what? As I was praying, and this is amazing, this is, this is when God has a hold of your life. And I was praying. I told him, well, if you want me to do signs, you're going to have to help me lay this out. Do what I, you need to do because I don't even know where to begin. That night, I went to a meeting here at our church. And we praised God and we had a beautiful meeting. And after the meeting, someone came up to me, a friend of mine, and she said, Kathy, do you know that that grocery store down there is looking for a sign maker? And she said, and you know what? If you get the job, I watch your kids for free. Nobody knew that God had told me to make signs. All they knew was that every once in a while, my husband at the time was in the restaurant business and I would make a poster for him. You know, at 10 o'clock at night, I went down to that grocery store. I went to that grocery store at least once a week. That was the grocery store I shopped in. I never saw a sign looking for a, a sign maker or that they had any employment openings. I walked in that door There was that sign, sign maker. And I went to the front desk at 10 o'clock at night, mind you. The person that was running the desk happened to be a manager, and normally managers aren't at the, the desk. And I walked up and I said, I'm interested in that sign position. And they said, really? Do you have any experience? I said, well, I, I do have a DBA, a doing business as making signs for my husband in his restaurant. They said, you're hired. They said, you're hired. I said, what? They said, you're hired. He said, we've been looking for somebody just like you. He said, just come in tomorrow and and take the test, the drug test, you know, all that kind of stuff. But you're hired. So I came in the next day. Now, this is a, a woman that has never done this kind of commercial work. 
And I went in and I sat down and they gave me the, the, the employee test. You know, are you going to steal everything or, and all that kind of stuff that they give you? And I took the test and, and answered the questions, filled out the application. And then he handed me one of their little signs in the store. And he handed me one of their little markers. And he said, can you make a sign for us? And I looked at that sign and I looked at the marker. And I tell you what, I didn't know what to do. I'd never done anything like that before. You know what the wonderful thing is? Oh, God, when God is with you, when God is with you, he said, I got to go take care of something downstairs. And he left me. And I'm looking at this little sign. It was about, about 7 by 15. And I'm thinking, now what do I do? And I looked up, and there was a, a calendar. And on that calendar was a little bit of, like, calligraphy. And I thought, well... I know what I'll do. I'll copy that. And I made a little sign, sugar or flour or something like that, 98 cents. And, you know, and I took that little marker. It took me forever. That was not the kind of sign person they were looking for. A sign person in a grocery store back at that time had to be very fast. You know what? They didn't know that. So I, I did it. And he comes back a couple minutes later and he goes, oh, my God, that's beautiful. You're hired. And I was hired. God put me there to teach me how to make signs, how to, to lay things out. Oh, God had a wonderful way. And you know what? In teaching me how to do layout for signs and that stuff, he paid me. And he paid me pretty good. And not only that, but I got to work my own hours. And I got to work around my husband's schedule with the children's schedule. God set it all up. Why? I was seeking the kingdom. I was seeking the kingdom. Do you know it says in Matthew 6, Seek you first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. What things? Food, water, clothes, everything you need, including a job. And That's what I was doing, and that's what God did. Now, that kingdom... That kingdom that supplies a job when you need it. That kingdom that supplies money when you need it. That kingdom that pays your bills when they need paid. That kingdom that heals when you need healing. That kingdom is what Jesus brought. That's what Jesus brought. And he announces it on Mark 1. Let's go back there again. It says, now after John was put in prison. Have you got this memorized yet? Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel, the good news of the kingdom of God. The kingdom hadn't been there yet. And saying the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Now, this is one of Jesus' first messages. And he tells us right here how to get that kingdom. We know already that the kingdom of God is with power. We know already that the kingdom of God is within you. We know that it's the Father's good pleasure to give us that power. So how do we get it? Jesus tells us right here. The wisdom of Jesus. The power of Jesus. The love of Jesus. What does he say? He said the kingdom of God is at hand. How do you get it? Repent you. And believe the gospel. Repent you. Change the way you're thinking. Change what you're considering. Change your will and believe the gospel. 
And we know now by 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4, the gospel is that Jesus died according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. What made that grocery store look for a sign maker? The gospel. What made that grocery store create that position? The gospel. What made that person see that sign that they could tell me they were looking for a sign person? The gospel. Jesus paid for everything that I need on that cross in his death and in his resurrection. And you know what? He did the same thing for you. Let's take a closer look at that. I want us to go back to where we were last time, Philippians 2. I want you to see what the Father set up for Jesus to do, and he set it up to save you to heal you, to prosper you. He did it all as he said in John, Jesus said in John three sixteen, because he loved you. Jesus said, I didn't come to condemn, I came to save. And we're going to see how he saved. Philippians 2, verse 5, it says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Do you think the way Jesus does? Well, this is how he thinks right here who being in the form of God, Jesus in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, the form of God. Jesus had the ability to create. He had the ability to be everywhere at once. He had the ability to have infinite understanding. But look what this next verse said, verse 7. But. I love when God uses a small word to change the world, but made himself of no reputation. Jesus made himself of no reputation. That word, if you look it up and you check the other versions, it means to empty himself. He emptied himself of what? Of all those abilities, all that God abilities, all that power, all that ability to be everywhere, all that ability to know everything. He laid it all down. He emptied himself of it. Why did he empty himself of it? To save you, to save me. And we will see why it was necessary. It says he made himself of no reputation, emptied himself, took on him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion. How? As a man. Jesus emptied himself and became a man just like you and me had to. We will see it was necessary that Jesus laid down all that divinity, all that godly abilities, all those powers, and become a man like you and like me, exactly like us. Why? Because we needed a sacrifice. We needed a substitute. We needed saved. And became obedient unto death. Obedient. Obedient to who? 
obedient to the Father. The Father sent Jesus. The Father sent Jesus. He says that in John 3, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have what? Everlasting life. God sent him. Jesus says 16 times in just the book of John that he was sent. Out of love, he was sent. Out of saving us, he was sent. And he became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. And like I said in the last message, our God, you can't kill. You can't kill our God. He cannot die. He is eternal. He lasts forever. He has always been. He cannot die. But to save us, somebody was going to have to die. So Jesus laid down that power. And he became obedient to the Father so he could die. Let's go on. It said, being come obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also has highly exalted him, giving him a name which is above every name. Go with me to Hebrews 2, and we will look there. Hebrews 2, verse 14, I'm going to begin. This is the writer of Hebrews. He said, for as much then, as the children are partakers of flesh and blood. The children, the children of who? The children of God. We have flesh and blood. You and I have flesh and blood, and we've got bones. That is our physical makeup. Even then, as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, what did Jesus do? He also himself likewise took part of the same. Oh, it was the spirit of Jesus from heaven. He said he came out from the Father. But he had no godly powers. He laid those down. As the NIV says, he became nothing. He became nothing. No power. And he says it right here. He also himself took part of the same. Why? Next phrase, that through death, we had to die that he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them, deliver us, who through fear of death are all their lifetime subject to bondage. For verily he took on not him the nature of angels. You know, angels don't die. Angels don't die. But he took on him the seed of Abraham. Abraham died. The seed of Abraham died. Jesus took on the seed of Abraham. He took on flesh. He took on bones. He took on blood. He took on what happens. He took on death. Wherefore, why, in all things it behooved him to be made just like us, to be made like unto his brethren. He wanted to be like us. He thought it necessary that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest 
and things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. How is he going to make that reconciliation? How was Jesus going to bring back all of humanity that was away from God? How is Jesus going to bring back you and me to God? He was going to do it by becoming one of us so he could reconcile us. How? How was he going to reconcile us? He was going to die in our place. He was going to pay the price that we owed God to bring us back to him. For us to be reconciled back to the Father, a price was going to have to be paid. The wages of sin is death. Those wages to bring you, to bring me back to the Father were going to have to be paid. Jesus came to pay them. What does 1 Corinthians 15, 3 say? Jesus died for our sins, according to the scriptures. He died for our sins. Now, I want to show you something interesting. If you will go with me to Habakkuk 1.13. There's a marvelous statement made in the middle of this prophecy. And, he, and this is Habakkuk, and he's talking about the Father. He said, Thou art of pure eyes to behold evil, and canst not look upon iniquity. You know, the father can't even look at sin. The father can't even look on sin. He can't even see it. He is too pure. Thou art of pure eyes. You can't even behold evil. The father couldn't even look at us because of our sin, because of what Adam brought into the world. Now, you know, it's amazing. Think about this. If Jesus remained a God when he came down here, if he remained having all that ability, he would never be able to take on our sin and pay for it. He couldn't do it as a God with all those godly powers. He had to do it as a man. He had to be able to carry sin. God can't even look at sin. So he sent Jesus to become a man like you and I so he could carry our sin. So he could take it upon himself when he was on the cross. He did that for you. He laid down all that ability. He took on flesh. He took on bones. He took on blood. He took on blood so that our sins could be laid on him and they could be thoroughly and completely paid for. Your sins were put on the body of a man. It was a man that went to the cross for you. It was a man that was sent to the cross by God. He was sent there to pay our wages for sin and all the consequences of that sin. And Jesus did it as a man. He went to the cross as a man. He took on our sin, all our iniquity as a man. He died as a man because only men die. Angels don't die. God can't die. But a man 
can die. And Jesus died in payment for our sins. And he went to hell as a man. Do you see the love of God in this? As a man, your substitute, taking your place, paying all that you owe God. And he did it as a man. And he did it out of love for the human race, for you, for me. Don't you want to know him? Don't you want to be able to hear him talk to you? Because he will. My sheep hear my voice, he said. The only thing you have to do is become a sheep. Would you like to become a sheep? Would you like Jesus to come into your heart? Would you like to know that you know that you know that your sins have all been paid for? That is a beautiful feeling when you know that you are justified, when you know there is nothing between you and God and you can freely speak and receive his power. Would you like that? You must be born again. Pray this prayer with me so that you can be born again, so that Jesus can take a hold of your life, become Lord of it, and lead you in places that you'd have never thought you'd ever be able to go. Pray this prayer with me. Jesus, come into my heart. Become Lord of my life. Lead me. Teach me. Fix me. And I ask this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. You know the scripture says, and the scripture cannot be broken, that every prayer that is the will of God is heard. And every prayer that's heard is answered. You can be assured. Speaking those words in sincerity, they were heard. And they were answered. And you are born again. Welcome to the family the family of God. Amen. And now may you see with your eyes the kingdom. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would like to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. That's kd at kdwol.com. Or you can write her at Kathy Davidson, Post Office Box, 94 1925, Plano, Texas, 75094. You can also find her on the internet at her website, kdwol.com, and on Facebook, and also YouTube. Until next time, God bless. <laughs>